Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio, 630 Ted. It's 1.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Mark Spector joining us in between 1 and 1.30 today for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile each Friday and Sunday evening. Uh, they're back to full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. The post time is at 6.15. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports coming up tonight. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll mention we've got NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton, who used to run Octagon's agency. And he, of course, is the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, John Shannon, our NHL insider. And from the cult of hockey, the great aggregator, <laughs> David Staples. The best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza is Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at uh, royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stauffer recommendation at uh, Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, Chef Doug says, Bob, I love the player and Duncan Keith, and I think that he'll help the team. I don't believe the trade needed to happen yesterday. What else was, uh, where else was he going to go? Uh, see what's available in free agency after expansion. Is this uh, still the best deal to circle back to? I'd love to have 20 or 25% retained by Chicago at the very least, uh, or take back a Kyle Turris. So that's a perspective from Chef Doug. Again, lots of different feelings out there. I mentioned that it's my belief that Zach Hyman would uh, get $6 million times six years on the open market, and somebody said, Bob, get off the bong, whereupon I told uh, you that uh, never was uh, big into that sort of thing, even though I planted trees for a number of years. Um Never minded a drink, I can tell you that. Uh, Jason from San Cudo says, Bob, wasn't it Bill Clinton had said, I did not inhale? I, I think it was Clinton. I think Clinton said a lot of things. Uh, there you go. 780-496-0063. Brendan, just let me know when the package has arrived. Um, and maybe reach out to Jamie here to help us out as well. Haji says, Bob, why does it seem like those that are not in favor of this trade assume that the free agent options and or trade options all want to come to Edmonton. The fact that Duncan Keith chose Edmonton as one of his landing spots automatically raises his value. Wake up, people. If every free agent available uh, wanted to come to Edmonton for pennies on the orders, the orders would be, or pennies on the dollar, the orders would be perennial cup favorites year after year. Edmonton fans envy the stream of defensemen out of uh, for teams like Boston. Drafting and development is important, but even more important might be the game time mentoring for players like Duncan Keith. That one comes to us from Haji. Bob, back to uh, Taylor Hall, Zach Hyman. I'd rather have Tyler Bertuzzi and Hyman all day. Uh, or I'd rather have uh, Bertuzzi. Uh, well, Bertuzzi, we're looking at Detroit. 
We'll wait and see. Apparently, the acquisition cost is pretty significant. I know that uh, some people were talking, speaking of acquisition cost, and about perspective and how the Maple Leafs were applauded for stepping up and getting Nick Foligno. And they gave up a first-round draft choice in that trade. And Nick Foligno was a part of one playoff run for the Leafs that lasted seven games. So, all right, uh, Brennan, are we good to go here? Yes, sir. All right, well, without further ado, uh, we welcome to Oilers now the uh, newest member of the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, two-time Norris Trophy winner, a winner of the Conn Smythe, uh, two Olympic gold medals. Uh, we welcome to the show Duncan Keith. Duncan, it's Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on here. I'm excited to, to be joining the Oilers. Yeah, is it is it sort of settling in now? I mean, I, 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 you know, and obviously I've had a chance to talk to Jerry a couple times about this and about where your, you know, desires were to go. But when the deal actually gets consummated, does that when the reality kicks in? Because you were such a big part of uh, the Blackhawks organization for all those years. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, I've been getting lots of calls and doing interviews here, uh, but it, it's been good. I think it's. Uh, as tough as it is to leave Chicago, I've been there since I was 18 and drafted and uh, made a home there and uh, made a lot of friends uh, in the game, but also outside of the game with people in Chicago. Um, it's tough, but, you know, as it got going here, I was uh, I was excited about thinking about coming closer to uh, my home and Edmonton fits that bill. And when I look at the lineup and the team and the coaches and the organization, I think it's a, I think it's a great fit, and I'm excited to, to be a part of their team and, and do everything I can to help them win hockey games. Duncan, I know you spoke about this yesterday on the Zoom call, but uh, we were, uh, you know, in, in the pandemic uh, with a unique set of rules last year without, uh, you know, a high percentage of the population. Canada obviously was a little bit behind the U.S. in terms of vaccination because we didn't produce our own vaccines. We've almost caught the U.S. now in terms of uh, full vax. Uh, the players joked with me during the season because I've done the color for the last 13 years that they didn't really miss me that much on the plane. That's usually because I sat in front of the food. Uh and they weren't sure they were going to get any left. But uh, with all seriousness, how challenging was it over the you know in the bubble last year in Edmonton, but also more specific this year, and and how that also limited your opportunity to see your son? Uh, how difficult was that for you to deal with? Yeah, it was frustrating, and there's a lot of times where um, you know with with the way our, our season was going. Um, you know, we started out playing pretty uh, pretty decent and then kind of uh, went on a downhill slide as the season went along. And, um, you know, that combination with, with not seeing my son, my family, and friends, normally I get lots of friends coming to visit. Um, so it was a lot of time to yourself after hockey. And, uh, you know, it got, uh, you know, you get pretty down uh, at times, but... You always know in the back of your head that good times are ahead, and um, you know I, I can see that more clear now, and and uh, it excites me um, to be put in this position with the uh, with the challenge ahead of me to 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 prove myself to people and uh, and show them what I can do on the ice. 
I just want to ask you one question about the Hawks that was not brought up yesterday. Uh, I've gone on record as saying that uh, had Kirby Doc played for the U.S. National Development Program and Jack Hughes had played for the Saskatoon Plades, that Kirby Doc as a six foot four right shot center would have been the first player taken in the draft. You guys didn't have Jonathan Taze nor Kirby for much of last season, which I'm sure limited some of the things you guys could do. But, uh, you know, for the listeners here in Edmonton that know Kirby's from Fort Saskatchewan, this is a guy that's got a chance to be a hell of a player, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, I got to know Kirby pretty good the last couple of years and spent a lot of time with him. Um, you know, being uh, he's an Alberta kid, uh, and uh, being out west here, we had that in common right away. So we got along pretty good. We have uh, good camaraderie. But more than anything, you know, his drive to uh, to be a great player in this league is, is what's going to separate him. And you know, Hawks are lucky to have him. Uh, big, like you said, a big uh, six foot four centerman that can skate. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and he's uh, he puts in the work, and he wants to be he wants to be great. So, those are uh, the two of the key ingredients and in, in what it takes. So, you know, wish him the best, and uh, it'll be different playing against those guys. But uh, you know, that uh, that's the way life is. It, it keeps going forward. So, I'm excited. Family perspective taken care of. You're you're closer to home now as a result uh, of playing in Edmonton. Uh, I can tell you from watching practice on a day to day basis last several years. Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, Darnell Nurse. Not only are they a part of the Oilers' leadership core, they're 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 some of the hardest working guys in practice. Is that when you know when you're sitting there? You know, is that where you get a bit of a gut feel of how far a player can go? in terms of the commitment level they're making off the ice, in terms of the training in the offseason, and then how they apply themselves in practice to see where their growth and the maturation of their game can go? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, practice habits and uh, and your dedication to to the game um, is going to show, especially if you're, you're one of the better players on the team. But, um, you know, for me, I always look at it like, you know, when the game, when the puck drops and it comes game time, you know, that's, that's ultimately, you know, I think the best leadership when, when the puck is dropped and it's game time, what, what, what is shown in the game as far as commitment um, to do the right thing to, to get the win. And it's not always uh, the flashy plays. Um, Obviously a lot of times you need those goals and you need stuff like that, but it's, it's preventing goals too. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for everything. I'm excited to meet, meet the guys. I've spoke to several of them and, um, I think it's going to be a good atmosphere, a competitive environment. And, uh, we're going to try to push push each other and, and, uh, in practice and in games and, and in the gym. So it's, 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 uh, exciting. Does a player even, you know, Duncan, at this stage in your career with all you're uh, accomplished, does a player still need to prove something every year at training camp? I think so. I think in this league, it's such a good league. You have to prove yourself year after year. And, uh, um, you know, when when we're out on the ice there, the competitive nature takes over. It's no matter what. Not, not, nobody's looking, not skating around with uh, – the uh, the number of games you've played or the number of years you've played in the league, it's just the body out there, and um, you know it's 
it's it's competition, and uh, I think no matter what, uh, that comp- competitive competitive nature is still in me, and I still I still like to to play at the highest level I can play at, and so I'm gonna bring that to the team for sure. Uh, a lot of people are under the assumption, well, you know, Duncan's going to get his minutes scaled back. He played 23 minutes a game uh, with Chicago last year. We're joined by Duncan Keith, uh, who the Oilers acquired yesterday. Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. You led the Hawks a nice time, 14 of the last 16 minutes. I got the sense yesterday when we heard you, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm here to compete and play as much as possible. You still have that juice in your game? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I mean, I'm sure the coaching staff and and everything, uh, you know, everybody's going to have um, obviously the roster kind of set with the way they want it. But ultimately, it just kind of comes down to the games and how you play, and that, that'll dictate the ice time. And whatever role I'm put in uh, to start, I'm going to do my best to to play my best and, and help uh, help my teammates and help the team win. It's interesting, uh, Duncan, because when word got out, you know, people said, well, what about Vancouver as an example? And uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the Sedins and, and, and how they played. I was not, however, a fan of Alex Burroughs, and uh, I think you had a couple battles with him <laughs> along the way. Uh, in the back of your mind, like, is it, is it, you know, there was a time in which the Canucks were a pretty good team, and the Hawks and the Canucks had a pretty healthy rivalry, as you know. Uh, were, yeah. were, were you thinking, yeah, maybe not Vancouver, maybe there's a little bit better fit elsewhere, just in terms of how the past had kind of gone between the two organizations? No, there there wasn't really any of that to be honest with you. I mean, uh, obviously none of those guys are, are are playing on the Canucks anymore, anyways. And even if they were, it, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a part of the equation at all. Uh, I got a lot of respect for the Canucks organization, the players, the players that I played against, and the players that are there now. So um, you know, when I looked at uh, the different situations. I thought that uh, Edmonton was uh, was a was a better fit uh, for me and the best fit. And um, I'm lucky to to be able to be a part of the Oilers organization now. And I'm just gonna keep moving forward. Well, I'm I'm not surprised at your response regarding Vancouver. Uh, we're doing the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament in Red Deer here in about a about a month. No, not a month. About three weeks. And uh, all the Oilers old boys, all those Hall of Famers, and uh, you know the Flames had probably the second or third best team in the NHL for a number of those years. There's nothing but utmost respect between the players of those two respective squads. It's kind of how they defined it. Uh, final, just a final sort of question here for you. Is there is there a bunch of NHL guys that skate in Kelowna? Where does every like how does uh, how does training take place? I know you're. Uh, I, I, I we actually had a conversation in the Hawks room about ten years ago about Naramata. My buddy's got a a place that looks like something out of the movie Scarface uh, that overlooks uh, uh-huh. Okanagan Lake. Uh, not quite all the way in Naramata, but closer to Penticton. But uh, is there a group that skates in Penticton? Do you got to go to Kelowna? Who do you? When does the? I'm assuming you're doing dry land right now. Or are you already back on the ice? How does all that work? No, I uh, I'm not back on the ice yet. I uh, um, every every off season is a little bit different in terms of how much how much uh, skating I do. But uh, there is ice time up in Kelowna. I know a lot of the guys up there. They skate together. Um, but what I've found for me over the years is I, I enjoy Penticton. I enjoy getting on the ice. Uh, to myself and you know maybe there's a few other players uh, a coach or something but I I like to work on uh, 
certain things that I that I want to work on. I actually feel like when I'm out there by myself, uh, you know, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of good that can come out of that too. Training on your own and and training by yourself. Um, I feel like I push myself uh, in a lot of in a lot of ways better than skating with a big group where I maybe not be going going as much or doing getting in as many reps. When you're by yourself with a few other guys, there's, there's not a lot of rest time. So I, uh, I, I like to skate here in Penticton. Um, there's lots of ice time. It's a good area, and uh, I always feel ready coming into the season. There, I lied. There's one more question for you. There's an old saying, play as long as you can. Uh, you switch to the sports corporation with Jerry here. Uh, the way the business works, he doesn't get any, uh, uh, you know, commission for the final two years of your deal on the real dollar amounts. Uh, but I'm wondering if it's a future considerations. Do you envision yourself being a guy that could play into his early 40s, Duncan? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I don't generally, I generally don't think a whole lot past the next couple of years. I just want to play as hard as I can this year and you know my focus would be going right now just in the moment you know training and being in the best shape I can be to start this season and then and then just go from there but um like you said you know everybody says you know play as long as you can and and uh and it it makes sense as you get older you realize you make a pretty good living uh playing hockey um, there's nothing. There's nothing more uh, more fun than playing hockey and, and getting paid to do that. So, um, you know, I still love the game. I love being around the team, the guys. It's fun for my son to to see it, and and now he's going to be more a part of it uh, and see him more frequently, uh, more often. Yeah, up in Edmonton, it'd be easier for him to get there. So it's a good situation, um, you know, and I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge uh, of uh, of you know being an Oiler and, and helping this team win games in, in a lot in in different ways. Duncan, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. All right, thanks for having me, guys. You bet. That is Duncan Keith of the Edmonton Oilers. It's one fifty-one in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And Duncan Keith was uh, one of our two Oilers Now headliners today, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. Uh, had to ask him about Kirby Dock. That was a big part of the reason why Chicago had some challenges. You don't have Jonathan Taze and Kirby Dock uh, for a large percentage of last season. Think of how those guys played against the Oilers in that play-in series back in 2020. A series, by the way, in which Keith was the best defenseman on the ice. It's 152 in Edmonton. We are going... Oh, wow. Is this really? Wow. I, I, I Hey, I like this day in Oilers history. Uh, it is brought to you by New West Travel. This September travel, a private WestJet charter flight to Whistler, B.C. and play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Here he is. Here's Brendan Escott. 2010, the uh, Oilers signed local product Sean Bell to a one-year contract. The former first-round pick of the St. Louis Blues played in five NHL games that year, uh, spending most of his time as an alternate captain with the Oklahoma City Barons before being traded to Colorado for Kevin Montgomery in February. Uh, I think Belsey's currently coaching in the city. Currently coaching and uh, an occasional rotational uh 
pundit slash uh, analyst on the Oilers uh, television regional broadcasts on Sports Center as well. Sean Bell is a great guy. He's he's just a good dude. That's all there is to it. Uh, no ego. Unbelievable uh, skater. Part of one of the greatest world junior teams in history. Uh, that one in the lockout year in 0405, Brent Seabrook was on that team as well. Duncan Key's former teammate. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great golf holiday to Whistler, B.C. on a private jet to play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Uh, that wraps things up, sort of. Brendan, we talked about it when we opened today's show that 36 years ago today, back in 1985, Live Aid... Live Aid was rolling. And one of the uh, big stars going into Live Aid, no question, Queen. No question. Uh, Led Zeppelin, by the way, put back together for Live Aid. They struggled. Queen killed it. But it was this song, this version of Bad by Bono and U2 that launched them in the eyes of many into superstardom. Again, tomorrow we'll have Brian Lawton, David Staples, John Shannon, our regular Wednesday contributors tonight. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. Brendan, what's he got shaking? Well, I hear you're going to be on the show, but uh, in addition to that, you'll hear from Elks play-by-play voice, Morley Scott. There you have it. Uh, We'll leave you with bad on a good day in Edmonton. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coclat from 2 to 3 today. I'd like to thank our guest today, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, Duncan Keith, Edmonton Oilers general manager, Ken Holland, and Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing Alberta. Angela Coclat, 2 to 3 today, and then Jalen Nye from 3 to 6. Reed Wilkins has got you 6 to 8 with Inside Sports. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.